Welcome to The Meg Robinson Show, exploring the stories that make us who we are. Meet Joanne and Jim, parents of three grown married daughters. They all seemed really happy, and I wanted to find out why. I will say a few words now, Meg, as a father of adult children. <laughs> we don't get a preview of the questions at all. She wants to surprise us. Now, I only have one idea. If you dim the lights, we might be more honest. That's a very perceptive comment. Okay, I'll go first. Jim wants me to. We have three children. We've been married 42 years. We have three children, three adult children, all girls. 37, 35, 33. He got it. <laughs> He's the numbers guy. <laughs> Jim and Joanne's daughters are all married. The oldest, Lindsay, has three children, two twin daughters who were seven and another daughter who was four. The second oldest, Michelle, is married without children. And the youngest daughter, Laura, is married with a one-year-old son. I first asked them what was the most common way that they communicated. Our biggest way is texting because we do group text on a daily basis with Jim and the three girls and myself. We used to include their husbands, but then it got so silly and ridiculous, the things that we were just texting to each other that we decided they probably didn't want to be in on it. Um, every now and then we include the guys, um, but usually, and if we leave Jim out, he gets very upset. He goes, hey, I didn't get that text from the women. And so we always make sure Jim's on there too, even if it's silly. So how did the group texting come about, do you think? I don't know how we started that. I can't remember. We've been doing it so long. Could have been Michelle. Just, just Our daughter me. Michelle does not answer her phone, but she texts. And who usually initiates things? There's no one person. Um, gyms are the silliest, but um, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So how often does this go on in a typical day? How many texts would you normally do? Four, maybe, in a typical day? There's no general case. It depends upon how crazy we all are, how funny we all are, what, what the subject is. Well, everybody chimes in, so right. there's four of us. There are three different kids. The two of you are different, but how would you characterize the way that you have raised your kids and the way that you relate to them now? I go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have to admit I'm not the disciplinarian in the family. I don't think you're not a disciplinarian. But I think you, you kind of let me do things because I'm with them more. Yeah. But I tend to wait till it's at a high level of need before I discipline. <laughs> Whereas I think Joanna's more on the case every day. <laughs> Parenting styles are um, not just discipline per se, but it's also how involved you are in giving them advice. If you think a child is maybe making a mistake 
would you tend to hold back or would you tend to get right in there and talk about it with them? I would say I normally wait until they ask me. If they ask me, I will tell them what I think, but I don't step forward and tell them what I think. And uh, what about you, Joanne? I think I probably give them advice on a daily basis. <laughs> I, it's, just the, it's just the mom thing. I can't stop, but um, I try not to give them advice on too many big things. Like sometimes I would like to give them advice and I do hold back. But most of the time I don't. So if you do give them advice, what sort of things do you tell them and what do you hold back on? Well, I just um, saw one of my daughters and I gave her advice actually on, like, you know, I've just observed her, her and her marriage and all that and I gave her advice on intimacy and I told her that it was really important to maintain intimacy with her husband and that if she does let it go too long without doing that affection showing you know affection to each other that then a lot of people get in a rut and then they don't know how to be affectionate with each other so I told her it was really important for her to make sure and she took it pretty well she said okay and she thought about it I could tell that they show each other affection on a regular basis. What made you feel the need to tell her that? Well, I felt like I could see that they're in that grind of raising a baby and doing all that stuff, and I wanted her to pay attention, and both of them to pay attention to each other more because they're so busy with life, working and all that. And I think that in our life, our marriage, we worked on that on a constant basis. It was a yearly thing we worked on it because Jim traveled a lot and all, and so we had to work at it. I had to say, you know, like, let's do something just us together. Let's, you know, let's, even holding hands, stuff like that. If you stop doing it, then after a while, you can't go back to it. Yeah, I think it's really true what you say. And uh, when Jody and I were raising our kids, we would have a date night, and um, that was the night we went out. It was a weeknight, and we maybe even sometimes would do errands or just go out. But it was important to have that time together. And uh, getting back to um, the advice that you gave your daughters, because I have four sons, I'm wondering, um, do you feel that if you had sons as opposed to daughters, you'd be able to give them the same degree of advice? Jim, what what did you always say that you think I really wanted a son because of, you used to say, so I could train him in the right way. <laughs> it might be, it might have been worse if I had a son. <laughs> Make sure he's really receptive to women and what their needs are, but... That implies that maybe I was not receptive to the needs of women. I don't think any man really is. It's up. A, a women really have to kind of guide a man and tell him if she has different needs than he has, <clears throat> um, which we know now men do have different needs than women have. You know, if I had a, a son, I probably would give him instruction. Still, I don't think it would change. I think it might change more the father son dynamics 
than the father-daughter, maybe more than even mine. So after your kids grew up, what was the difference in your relationship with them when they were single compared to when they got married? Well, I think it was different for each. I would say, I'm not going to answer that question directly because I'm not sure I can answer it directly. But here's what I'd say. All I've ever wanted for my children is happiness. That's all I've ever wanted for them. And if, if that means getting married, or it means having children, or it means having a career, I don't care. I just wanted them to be happy. And what I love about their lives now is I think all of them are happy. I think they're all married to good matches for them. And I think they're all very happy right now. So at least two of the three are also parents. And how does this work uh, when you make the transition and you watch them do as parents what you did? Well, I've always wanted to be a grandparent because payback is hell. (laughs) (laughs) And we can spoil the grandchildren and give them chocolate and give them ice cream and everything else and the parents have to deal with the aftermath. (laughs) I think having daughters too, I really don't think there's that much difference from when they were single and now. We have the same relationship we had with them. You know, we can, uh, I think that maybe it's because they married the right person and that those people are accepting of our relationship of all of us together so um but i don't think they really act differently i i think that the most that i difference is that i have respect for my children i had respect before but now i can just observe and see how good of a mother they are and it does i'm in awe at it at how they act around their children and all but um but as far as just having fun with our kids and all, I, actually, we see more of them now than we did when they were in college and trying to get their careers going and all that. We hardly saw them. So I think it's more fun now. So you don't think that sharing that child of yours with a spouse, that there was any issue with that or any kind of adjustment that you had to go through? Not for me. No, I'm, I've always been happy with the guys they've married. They're good guys, and they they match. They're, they're a good match in every case. Given the fact that each child has a different personality, do you think that you parent each of them differently or not? I don't think we really parent them anymore. We're more like friends now. Like, if I give them advice, it's just like a, a f- best friend giving them advice. It's not as much about, like, a parent. That was very parenty. Except for that intimate <laughs> <advice>. <laughs>
she they always take it really well if we say something to them although i can't i can't think of any other advice we've ever given given them sometimes they give us advice especially our older daughter she's very wise she's always been wise she she had conversations with joanne when she was three years old let's talk about this wise daughter and maybe an example of a time when she uh, gave you advice. Well, if I'm upset about something and somebody said, and she'll stop me and say, you know what? That's how difficulties start in families and in relationships. If you get so upset about little picky things, because I know a lot of people, she says that, don't speak to their family. So we probably, you know, you shouldn't go there. And I go, you know what? You're right. It could be about a, a an uncle or an aunt, or it could be about a cousin. Or if I just say something, you know, like, oh, I, I, they're not coming for Thanksgiving or whatever it is. She says, mom, I wouldn't go there. A lot of people start out like that. And then they end up having problems and don't speak to each other. And I go, you're right. It doesn't really matter. It's really good, actually, that she felt comfortable enough to tell you that because not a lot of kids would feel like they could say that to their parents. Well, one thing is I think I have a, a good enough relationship with my daughters that if I do step on their toes, they usually tell me. And I think that's healthy. How did it uh, come to be that they felt that comfortable around you? I think that I'm kind of a blunt person, and so they just give it right back to me. But, I mean, uh, like, there are a lot of people who are frightened of their parents and will hold their opinion from them, even if they have forceful parents. But I really think that our children are not like that because they've said to me, okay, Mom, you've already told me that. You don't need to tell me again. You know, they'll step in and correct me. And so that's a good thing. What other mistakes do you see parents making um, with their grown kids? I'd say people that, when I talk to other women, it's usually people who like to give opinions about the way the house is run. That's not a good thing to do. And they get offended when their children don't want the advice. The children are not going to want you to come into their house and say, this is not right, this is wrong. By the way, my mother was a wonderful mother-in-law I think no she was she was a great mother-in-law and for example she would come with my grandparents on visits to our house wherever it was Houston or Birmingham and they would stay for three days four days at the max come we have a great time and they would leave so not controlling not intrusive but the story here is that in our younger days we used to smoke Mm. cigarettes And we went to my mother's house. Were we married or no? No, we weren't married. No, we, we went to my mother's house. I think she smoked as well. And uh, my mother did. And Joanne was smoking a cigarette. 21 years <laughs> And she accidentally burned a hole in my mother's 
brand new couch. No, you know what she said? Oh, that's okay, darling. Just turn the cushion over. And I did. I stood up and we turned the cushion over because there was a little hole in her couch. And I thought, oh my gosh, I would love to be a mother-in-law like that. And my mother was very good with it. She didn't create a big problem. What do you think is the biggest challenge of raising kids? Hmm, the biggest challenge? I don't know. I think it's like the perfect Because raising kids is too hard. Um, honestly, I think if you knew what you were up against, you probably would only have like one or two kids. But it's very hard. It's very all-consuming. It's very expensive. It's very everything. I can't. There's a lot of joys to it, but it's a struggle, I think, to raise children. I mean, of course, when they're 10 and 11, they're great and all that. Then you've got to go through the teenage years. We just enjoy their company so much. And they don't spill their cups at the table when we take them out to dinner anymore. Adult kids, um, so far, our kids have been a pure joy. As adults. Do you think they're parenting their kids the way you parented them? Yes, very much so. Well, I'd say this. They're very loving. Very, very loving. And it's kind of like we we talk to each other about it, and we say we really don't care how they parent because it's not our kids. We're, We're like, we're just so glad they're loving parents, and whatever they decide for their kids, we're like, that's great. And we just move on. What if you saw them doing something as parents that you didn't agree with? No, we wouldn't. Even if they did do something that we didn't think was right, we wouldn't, we wouldn't step in. It's their family. They have to live with it, whatever it is. So describe a time when you did give them advice. I, well, I just thought of a good example. This is the second child I've given advice to in uh, a very short period of time. It's probably like three months ago. And she was very exasperated. She works full-time from home, and her children are in school, but um, it's really hard because somebody's always sick or whatever. I think it was the summer, and they were home from school. They were out of camp, and she was really, and she would stop and say something to them. And I told her that it's really important how you talk to your children. And if you talk to your children like you don't like them, they're going to get that impression. Even if they, you think they must know how much I love you. And she took that to heart. And she called me later and said, you're so right about that. And I'm working on that, of being more pleasant to them when I talk to them and not talk to them like I don't like them. And I do like them, so I don't want them to get that impression. But she didn't realize that she was doing that. And so she, it was amazing. She told me all the steps she was taking so that she would not do that. She was trying to get up a little earlier and prepare their day before they got up and do all this kind of stuff so that she wouldn't be irritated. Maybe in some ways it's harder today because mothers are more isolated than they used to be. Well, I think that maybe people did have friends that were that close a long time ago because they lived next door to each other. They were with each other a lot. 
now friends come visit. You know, they'll come say, I'm going to come tomorrow at three and then I'm going to bring the kids and blah, blah, blah. So you have a lot more friends than people used to have. They used to have really close friends that would actually say something like that to you. Men would never say anything about how people are interacting with their children, ever. At least the men I know. (laughs) You seem to think very highly of the guys that uh, your daughters have married. I like them all. They're very good human beings. As we said earlier, they're great matches for our daughters. In each case, I think it's a very, very good match. And I enjoy being with all of them. Wow, that's that's really impressive. Um, and do you tend to communicate um, independently with your sons-in-law very much? Not very often, no, no. We're men. We don't communicate. Yeah, I text my son-in-laws every now and then about things, and you would probably text them if you had a question about something. But uh, just to probably, if it's their birthday, I might call them and just talk to them only and not my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) When our uh, our youngest son-in-law married our youngest daughter, he said, oh, does this mean I get to be on the group texting now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was for a while, and then I, th- I think he thought, is this what all they're talking about, this silly stuff? So you've talked a lot about the things that you should do, um, but What's a big no-no in terms of relating to your adult kids? What's something people should definitely avoid? I think it is true that that, um, a great way of hurting your relationship with your children is to not accept their spouse or complain about their spouse or make comments about their spouse. That is, a, that is a guaranteed way to drive a wedge between you and your children. You know, um, I, I thought of something with our son-in-law that I thought was a milestone, actually, and that was two years ago when um, we were in uh, on vacation with our whole family, son-in-laws included, um, at Thanksgiving, and I was trying to tell him I didn't think the um, meat was cooked he's a chef and so I was trying to tell him how to cook this meat I said now make sure we don't overcook this I don't you think I think we ought to take it out now and he said Joanne it's not done we need to leave it in and I thought oh my gosh that's wonderful you know it's like he's so confident in his ability to cook that he can tell his mother-in-law what you know what to do but he said it in a very loving way you know and and i was i was just thrilled that he actually said that to me so you mean he felt comfortable enough to say that to me yeah Yeah. instead of just like grumbling and saying something to my daughter about me he directly spoke to me and said no we're gonna leave it in and i was like oh my gosh jeff you're a real chef you know and it was cooked perfectly when it came out If he had listened to me, it would have been raw. So it was great. What about a situation where 
your daughter may think that you guys feel one way and her spouse may feel another and so she's kind of feeling trapped in the middle um has that ever happened and if so how does that get resolved oh we we're we actually work at not doing that because like if they if they do something and we see that they are together on a decision we just look at each other and say well that's the way it should be and so whatever they decide that's what we're going to go along with because they need to work that out together they they don't need us coming between them i'd rather they made a poor decision together than have us come between them and and that's not good and cause anger or anything like that i wouldn't want that i really want to thank you both for taking time to talk to me about parenting. You've given me some good ideas as uh, the mother of four sons, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who uh, appreciate the wisdom that you've shared. And uh, just um, thank you so much. Um, It's been lots of fun to talk with both of you. No, I'm just worried about touching this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear from you. Send me an email if you have ideas, thoughts, or feedback. That's hello at themegrobinsonshow.com. Tune in next time for more of the stories that make us who we are. I'm Meg Robinson.